It's Cracking Lovely People. This is a big feed up HQ podcast. It's probably most relaxed I've ever been in a podcast. I'm usually absolutely amped up on coffee flying around, but I've actually just spent the last hour in a float tank, which is really, really good. And I'm so excited to introduce Josh, who's the the float guru. Had to get out. And Tim. And these chaps basically run Ufloat. And yeah, today's just going to be a complete deep dive into what floating is. And yeah, I'm extremely relaxed, so I think I'm going to pass it over to Josh to start with because um, I'm quite keen to just sit back and chill after my hour in the tank. So Absolutely. Mate, welcome to the show. And I think the first thing to do is probably just explain to people, you know, what, what float tanks are, what you guys are doing here, and we can take it from there. For sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us, Matt. Um, Glad you enjoyed your first float. It's always fun to see people come out for the first time with that big smile and post-float glow on their face. Um, But basically at UFloat here, we're about community wellness. Um, Obviously floating is kind of our staple treatment, but we do have a few other treatments in addition to the floating. We've got massage chairs, infrared saunas, and an Ajna light, which is a meditation lamp. Uh, But yeah, just a bit of background on the floating for people that might not be familiar with it. Basically what it is is a giant sort of bathtub, if you can envision that, with a big dome lid on it. We fill it with about 25 inches, or I'm sorry, 25 centimeters of salt water. Uh, About 500 or so kilos of high-grade Epsom salt uh, is dissolved straight into the tank. So basically when you get in and you lie back into the water, you pop to the surface, you're just hyper-buoyant immediately. Uh, It's about 35 degrees inside, so roughly the temperature of your skin. And the idea behind that is you slowly dissociate from your bodily sensations as you aren't really able to differentiate between where you end and the water begins. Um, There's also a light in there, so you switch that off, and at that point you're effectively eliminating all sensory input to your brain. So you don't see anything, you don't feel anything, you don't hear anything. And it's got all sorts of different benefits. Obviously, I I frequently compare it to meditation on steroids just because you are getting rid of all those external distractions right off the bat. Uh, But we have people from all walks of life that come in and float for lots of different reasons, whether it's physical pain relief. Obviously, being in um, 500 kilos of Epsom salt is going to be great for your muscles and your joints, just being free from gravity for an hour. Uh, Then you've got the whole sort of meditation aspect to it. Mm. which some people are really into. Uh, But I always kind of tell people there isn't any one person that would benefit over another from floating. I think it's got something for everybody. Mm. Yeah, and it's interesting because I think more people are aware of feet foot soaking or lying in an Epsom salt bath. That's definitely something that that I speak to people about in, in my nutrition practice for... Yeah, relaxation and recovery. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, like five hundred kilos. Five hundred kilos. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm usually four handfuls. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's so uh, yeah, that's that's really really interesting. I think yeah, magnesium is a mineral. Yeah. Something that you know people are exploring more and more about. But um, yeah, in terms of the practical application today, once you guys ran me through everything. Um, I just kind of, yeah, treated it like, uh, you know, I'd, I'd been in environments where I've jumped into plunge pools and I've, I've sat in water and things like that before, so I'm quite comfortable with, you know, lying in water, lying in the dark. So I think if that's something, if you're listening to this and, and you know, you, you think, oh, it's going to be a little bit um, new and different, you don't actually have to have the lid all the way down either, do you? Sure, sure. And I think the idea of sensory deprivation tends to turn people off because mm. we don't really like to be deprived of anything. I think 
deprivation has a negative connotation to it, but um, I think it's just a matter of getting over the fear of the unknown and just submitting to the space that the float tank provides. Because mm. um, truly and honestly, I would say nine out of ten people come out having had, a, if not a profound experience, a positive experience overall. Mm. So um, again, I think that this is something that everybody should at least be open to um, and try it out once just to see what it does for them. Um, for me, I was someone that was really skeptical about floating, and I think Tim could probably attest to this as well, mm. um, that it can take a couple of sessions to kind of get the full spectrum of the experience. For me, the first float, uh, the initial half hour, it was a lot of trial and error as far as figuring out how to get comfortable. Yeah. But then kind of that last half of it, something switched in my brain and I've never really looked back. Um, I was always someone that was curious about meditation. I was stressed out, didn't really do a great job of taking care of myself. Um, and this was kind of my foray into improving on all of those things. So, mm. Mm. Yeah. No, that's really good. And I think it's because, you know, you guys are both extremely experienced in this environment now and, you, and you've set up this wellness center. If someone was going to come in to try to get, the, you know, the, the real extended benefit of, of this experience. Is there anything you recommend doing or uh, uh, or not doing before you come in? Mm. Yeah, um, there's really not a lot that I would, wouldn't recommend doing. Um, the first float, I always try and encourage people to have the least amount of expectations as they can. And I know that's pretty difficult given the fact that you're stood in front of this futuristic escape pod looking thing uh, that's going to put you in probably the most bizarre environment you've ever experienced but generally going into the first float uh, I, I you know I recommend not trying too hard to do any one particular thing mm -hmm. just kind of get in concentrate on relaxing the body and kind of see where it takes you um, as far as preparing for the first float there's not really too much to, to worry about the two big things that I always recommend against um, our excess caffeine, you wouldn't want to slam a Red Bull and then get into the float tank because that would just be yeah. uh, pretty counterintuitive. And then shaving uh, is kind of the only other thing that we advised against. Uh, bearing in mind that there's about 500 kilos of salt in the water, it does sting any open cuts that are in the skin. So mm. if you've just shaved or if you've got a paper cut, anything of that nature, um, it, it, it's going to be a little bit problematic to start. So. Mm. Um, that's really the only thing that we recommend um, avoiding, caffeine and shaving. You also, the, the common question is, should I eat before I float? Um, and we always recommend a light meal, maybe an hour and a half to two hours prior. You don't really want to feel your stomach digesting food, but you also don't want to feel hungry. Uh, but really, other than that, there's not a lot of prep you need to do. Um, mm. It's good to experiment with floating at different times of the day. Uh, whether you're a morning person or a night person, you can kind of see different results to floating at different times throughout the day. Uh, sure. But uh, for the first float, just come in, be open to the, the idea. Um, be forgiving of yourself. If it doesn't blow your mind straight away, um, it doesn't happen immediately for everybody. So just kind of be patient, be forgiving of yourself. Mm. And then for you guys, when obviously because you working in the center, huge advocates of it. Where, yes. where does it fit into your week, and like personally? Absolutely. You know, when do you guys put it in? How often do you put it in? Do you do, have you experimented with uh, doing things before? Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. It'd be nice to hear from, from people. Sure, that, sure. Well, I think I'm here first and foremost because I love floating, um, and it's just so much fun for me to be involved with it, to see people discover it. 
Um, but I'm in the tank as often as I can be. Um, ideally, that's once a week. It's kind of a nice reset button at the end of the week. If I've got a particularly stressful situation in my life, um, I can always count on floating to kind of give me some, some direction or give me some um, kind of refuge from, from the craziness of day-to-day -day life. Mm. Um, if I can be in every day, I will. If it's just once a week, that's great too. Um, yeah, like I said, floating was just kind of my springboard into meditation and overall wellness and figuring out how to, to look after myself. Um, I actually blew out my knee skiing about a year and a half ago, and floating was sort of the big proponent of my recovery that I would always tell people about when they were asking me, you know, how's the recovery process, how's physio? Um, but it was always floating that I was I was kind of talking to people about as a, as another method just to get back on my feet a bit quicker. Mm. Um, of course, I do the, the physical therapy, the exercises, um, all of your traditional kind of recuperation stuff. But the float tank I felt gave me a, a bit of an edge to um, physically recover faster, but also take some of that that stress off of the recovery process as well. Mm. So it's been a massive part of my life for the last four or five years. Um, and I certainly wouldn't be where I am today without floating, but um, yeah, it's it's a pretty central part of my life. Um, I'm not just here to, to be here and do a job. I yeah. truly believe in, in this, and I think Tim does as well, obviously. So yeah, um, yeah, massive massive part of our lives, I'd say. Good. So that's, no, that's definitely the feel that I get when when you walk in, and for people, obviously, because. I've got the least um, amount of equipment for this kind of podcast, but maybe one day I'll have some kind of, you know, live stream uh, where I can show people where I am and what I'm doing. And sure. I love coming to speak to people in, in person. But yeah, the centre is, is, is lovely, like really well lit. And um, yeah, the other aspects of it as well, uh, you guys have heard me talking a little bit with Joe on the podcast before about saunas and, and yeah the infrared sauna is really nice and um, we touched on it earlier before I jumped into the float tank actually when you go to these saunas and gyms and things it's they're, they're you know they're good but then there's so there's so many other people in there and and this is kind of like a small little pod and um, it's a separate room and it looks really interesting as well so um, yeah you kind of you get that rest and recovery from floating and then you can kind of jump in and, and, and cook yourself a little bit in yes. one of a better term. And yeah, and you know, the, the, the research on the heat shock proteins and recovery and all that kind of thing is, is again really interesting. But I think you hit the nail on the head for people that are listening to this and that I'm going to be speaking to about this later. It is it is something new. You come in and, and, and do it. And uh, yeah, I, I think I got, um, you know, welcome rest. I think I, I, as I was in there, I was thinking, oh, the only kind of other aspect of when you feel truly alone and with yourself is maybe when I run, but then also when I'm running, it, you know, it's, it's, it, I can feel my lungs, my heart, everything's going. So, so you know, there's a lot of um, stress, good stress in that way. But then when you're floating, it's kind of, yeah, that, that you, you have that feeling of being alone and being rested and relaxing, but then there's no, there's no weight bearing, there's yeah. nothing. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I'm not sweating like crazy when I run. So um, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I don't know what I expected um, for, for for the first float, but it was yeah, it was it was really really good. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I think it only gets better. Um, and in in fact, for me, it's it's never the same. I'm always learning new things about about what the float tank can provide for me. Um, I'll have days where my floats aren't that great, but at the at the bare minimum, I'm getting that hour of complete silence of complete. Um, unperturbed focus from the outside world um, and you know you get out and 
even if you haven't had a deep, profound meditative experience, yeah. you're still free from the bonds of gravity for an hour. Your body's going to thank you. You're going to feel lighter, more fresh on your feet. You'll sleep better. Um, I mean, that's one of the things I love most about floating is sort of the residual benefits that you can kind of experience even up to two, three days after your float session. Mm. Um, and obviously, the more you incorporate it into your sort of arsenal of of um, wellness, then the, the more you're going to see the, those benefits start to happen. Mm. Um, it is a practice, just like anything else. The more you do it, the more, the more you'll gain from it. Um, but uh, yeah, even if you're just doing it once a month, you're still getting a massive boost from it. So. Mm. Yeah, I think the sleep's interesting because a lot of people in this kind of environment struggle with that. So yeah, it could be a good tool if you're coming to you know, a centre like this and, and having a nice relaxing float and then going back home and and you know, having something like for dinner and then going to bed, that you know, you could you could do a lot worse in that situation. Absolutely. Um, now that's absolutely fab. So I suppose if because it's it's a nice introduction to, to floating and people that listen to this, um, you know, they they come and explore the centre for themselves, which is fab. But when when you know you guys open this, what was the yeah, like you said at the start before we before we recorded the kind of community aspect. What was what's the kind of larger. Um, like journey or dream of, of, of opening a place like this because obviously it's a business you want to come in you want to you know you, you want to grow it because you're passionate about it as a as a as a tool you're both experiencing it but you know how do you think this can benefit this part of London or this community Tim you want to um, so maybe it sounds a little bit hippie but one of the aims of doing you flow is to kind of reduce stress levels and like spread positivity through London. So, for example, Mike Watson that, that works here, um, he said if everyone floated once, the world would be a different place. It sounds really, really corny, mm. but yeah, energy spreads, and if I'm just getting people to like take that time for themselves, not always be on the phone, not always be switched on on the go, and then maybe like things can start to improve because I feel everyone is just on the edge, maxed out. Like even myself. Yeah, I'm having too much caffeine, I'm not sleeping properly, but then I know I've always got this float pod. I've got this environment where I can reset and kind of change my perspective. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Perfect, okay. So if people, obviously I'll put um, all, all of your details that people can find you guys online in the, sh- in the show notes and things, but yeah. to, you know, to, to close off this, this awesome little short conversation, how, you know, where can guys find you? Is there, is there any more information you think people should know about um what you know is there anything that you're that you're pushing at the moment in terms of the service um so we've got loads of different deals at the moment loads of intro offers the best thing is to do is check out the websites or even better get the app so we've got an app for apple and android and it's the quickest way to book in or if you're feeling adventurous come to Battersea reach and just pop in and see us and we can give you a little tour of the place sure good nice guys it was, yeah it was, it was great to meet you both and um, I think you're going to be getting a, a consistent customer because that was absolutely fantastic and I'll be using the sauna as well great stuff um, but yeah great. cheers for your time and uh, I really look forward to speaking to people about this and, and as always if you like the episode and yeah you, you think some more benefit from listening to this conversation share the podcast and I'll be um, yeah I'll be in touch soon thanks guys thanks man cheers man thank you